Okay, you ready? Yeah. This is episode 81. Shoe fly. Of the Just Because. Because. The Human Experience Podcast. That is a cookie. My guest was Dom Root. We finished recording a little bit ago. I wanted to get this episode out today. Because they... Yep, that's car. They meaning um, I Am Root Co. You can find them at IamRootCo.com. They're having an event tomorrow. Um, the Refresh. It's a paint and sip. It's a, also a music and poetry showcase. It's happening at Adventurous Stills in Tempe. Uh, Serena and I are going. After talking with Dom Root, this, this organization, the things they want to do for the community and other artists is just phenomenal and it was it was great talking to them you could find them on instagram the rooted minds oh that's the blog and they also dom root is dom root music d-o-m-r-o-o-t music and just follow them i i really appreciated his time i appreciate the the goals of the organization i am root and what they want to do for the community as far as arts and getting people to express themselves i'm just looking forward to get some whiskey and some painting now the boy is gonna thrash around with his iron man also one last thing dom root has a an album on itunes i think it's also on spotify late night radio i got it this morning i've been listening to it non-stop actually my son during one of the songs kept pointing at the my laptop and saying again again and he only does that for moana so it's really moana damroot that should say something it's pretty awesome you should check it out all right now to the episode I'm here with Dom Roots. Uh, I'm I'm super excited you're here. Uh, I I've been I've been getting comfortable just having like my friends be on and then we'll joke around and fuck around and then I thought I'm gonna start reaching out to, to artists and activists in the community and um, you kept popping up on my friends um, I guess his newsfeed okay. right he kept sharing your, your guys' stuff and the I am Root LLC mm-hmm. and then the yeah. Rooted Minds blog and so I started following that and yeah. then. Um, so that's why I wanted you on. So thank you so much. Yeah, no doubt, man. For jumping I on. It. I appreciate it, dude. Any chance I get to like honestly meet new people and also just man, just have dialogue and conversation because I'm from Los Angeles. So it's okay. just like being here in Phoenix uh, since 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole like who I am or what this brand is has mainly been predicated on the relationships I've been able to build or the people I meet and then what we can create together. You know what I'm saying? That's so awesome. It's dope. It's just more of that kind of continuing. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, why Why did you move? to? Did um, no one tell you how hot it gets here? Like it's terrible. No, I visited. <laughs> oh, okay. I visited, but honestly, I take that over one. I just grew up there, so it was like I okay. came here fresh out of high school. It's like I graduated June twenty fourth, twenty ten, and I probably got to Phoenix Fourth of July, okay. and I was out of there ASAP. You know, yeah. just because I already know what it is. You know, it's busy. I'm not from like the the glamorous area, so it's just like more of the same traffic. It's like yeah. you know, and as an entrepreneur, as a creative, you know, a lot of that was spent like suppressed you know so i wanted to play football i wanted to kind of just be in this conveyor belt mentality of like just doing what everybody else was doing or just like yeah. kind of following trends where i saw phoenix as like 
you know, go to the desert, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying, and just kind of see what you become type of deal. Where right. It's just like college, different experience, not too far away from my family, but far enough for me to just to make my own decisions and start to like, you know, just rely on myself a lot more because I have my grandma for spiritual ground and my mom yeah. for like discipline, you know what I'm saying? But without that, could I exist and then still just create something and like go from there? So yeah. it was more so optimism, you know what I'm saying? Just like, let me just get out of here and like, just go. Like, yeah. it goes like a fiery spirit. Yeah. And so, so since 2010, then how has the optimism grown? Has it, I'm sure that maybe there's times of negativity where you kind of maybe second guess yourself. How's sure. it been then since then? It's been dope, honestly. Yeah. Like, I can't say everything's been peachy, you know what right. I'm saying? Because it hasn't at all. But it's like, I take this learning experience, you know, over any. Like, I would probably even just scrap college, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I didn't go to school for what I'm currently like. Well, I did creative writing, so poetry. So mm. technically, yeah, because I do poetry, I'm a spoken word artist. But I still feel like I would have gained the experience, you know, had I just came out here on a yeah. different journey, just specifically for music or specifically for art, because of what the climate is. It's so like up and down in a way. Yeah. It's like there are talented people in the area. Then it's like this push and pull with like getting people to local shows and like, you know, it's like a battle, but it's fun because it's, it's practice that I may not have been able to just pop up and do in LA because it's, mm -hmm. it's a culture that's been there. You know what I'm saying? So I would have right. to either fall in line, get in some other open mics and then slowly eventually try to do my thing whereas here out of the gate you know at the moment in which I had enough people ready to do a show I could just pop up and do my own thing and mm -hmm. it started to work for me so it was like a space where I can create and like kind of grow and exist and it's still that for me you know mm -hmm. even with like pitfalls I you know obviously I'm not as fiery as I was when I was 18 like oh I want to do this I want to yeah. do this because I have a reality of like how much stuff costs, you know what I'm saying, and then compensation for X, Y, and Z, uh -huh. and, you know. So it's a lot of different variables that go into it, but I'm still just as, like, creative, you know, in the mind. It's just I'm not pulling the trigger on everything, just given that it's steps in the process to get there. So I'm like, now that I understand the climate a bit more, I'm just trying to navigate it in a way that works for me and then, like, just the people I connect with, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And so then I always find it interesting, where does that creativity come from mm. and it's crazy when when I meet people and they they say they're not creative or they don't do anything in the arts because mm. um, I've been acting for a while I write a little bit and then I do th I, this and I that form of expression I feel like is so important yeah so how did it come into your life mm. good question I feel like it's a combination of two things man one is trying to feel some kind of void either in my life or in the environment around me so it's yeah. just like there's not enough people doing poetry. Mm -hmm. You know, that's me just thinking about where I am, where I live, and what actions I can take to make that environment either what I think it should be mm -hmm. or something that could benefit, you know, those around me. So to that extent, a lot of it comes from just like, hey, I, I never had this before. I want to create something that I've been missing because in high school for me, uh, my poetry and music, I kept to the side, you know. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm in a space where that's my forefront, it's like everything I want to do, you know, involves creating platforms for other people that may have been me, you know what I'm saying, to like, nah, scrap that dude, go for yeah. it now because, you know, when you get there later, you're going to wish, like, dude, I should have just went with it. Like, who cares yeah. what people think of me? Who cares X, Y, and Z, you know? So, um, I kind of got off track from the original question, but... 
Oh no, no, no! Just run it back for me. It's a, it was a. Uh, where? How did the creativity? Where did it come from? Where did it come when from? Did yeah, you so maybe start writing. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of like filling those voids, and you know, even in school and stuff, I would have teachers that kind of pushed me towards poetry and to the arts. But it's always okay. been like the underlying thing. So deep down, I've always been wanting to do. It. I used to rap for a long time in high school, but it was always behind the scenes. Everything was behind the scenes. So now yeah. I'm in a space where I can let it be forefront. You know, and it kind of makes me excited to like see what I can come up with now. I'm really hard on myself you know what I'm saying in terms of like is this good enough to put out because you know I've been doing it for so long behind the scenes and I have this like perception about what I am capable of because yeah. I've been doing it you know but now it's different though when you sit in the audience five people 500 people whatever the case is mm -hmm. you feel that energy looking you see those eyeballs looking back at you and you're like yo it's, it's time to go you know but yeah. at every stage there's some form of growth to be had you know like even when I was hiding undercover poet undercover musician yeah. it was just like you know I'm still reaching certain heights until I felt comfortable enough to share but now that I feel comfortable enough to share I just gotta keep working on my craft so now that the message connects and then people are just like yo I gravitated towards that cause like starting off you know I you know if no one came up to me after I performed I was like not down, but I feel the energy when I'm, like, if I'm doing spoken word in a room, you know, and it gets quiet in there and I'm just like, oh shit. Like, you know, oh, I get shit, yeah. the content, you know, could make, could sit the room, you know, say, like, damn, they're really listening, they're tentative, you know, I could see if people are looking, but um, I still like that gratification of like one dude coming up to me, one chick right. saying, yo, that was crazy, or you know what, that sucked, you should try this, or like whatever the interaction is, I'll receive that because I know it at least moved one person enough to kind of act in a social setting. It's mm -hmm. like, you know how people are in social settings. like, unless you are that outgoing person, you may not come up to someone and speak. You right. know what I'm saying? And even if you are, it's unless something really moves you, you're probably not going to go over to someone of a showcase of nine people. And mm -hmm. like, yo, your set was dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They go back to their seat, everybody <laughs> claps, yeah. host comes up, next person goes. So there's not much room for that interaction. But if at the end of the show, they're like, damn, I got to go find that Dom Root dude. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because what he spit... Like I gravitated towards. So at first it's like one person, you know, that was my goal. Everything I did, I needed at least one person coming up saying, good job, bad job, this is what I think, hey, can you do my show? Whatever it is, I need some kind of interaction from not one of my friends or someone that I know. And that just kind of became my inspiration of like, let me try this and let me try different techniques that may touch on, let's say, trendy topics, you know what I'm saying? Okay, but yeah. still keep my style of poetry because I don't have just like a crap load of punchlines, you know what I'm okay. saying? Where it's like, this after this after this and I'm just making people laugh and giggle because they're thinking about the color green and then how that associates with like the thingamajig off of right. the mad singer just like some kind of like that those kind of references you know I really speak to like where I come from and also motivating the community so it's like putting the candy and the medicine type of deal and trying right. to find a way to deliver what I want in terms of content but also appeal to a way where people are like alright this isn't too long like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes if it's not giving you those punchlines, then that length could really just, like, dry out the space. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so much to be done. And I think that both in poetry and music, that's my creativity constantly goes because I'm still testing the water, seeing what people like or and really just finding what my sound is and what my voice is and how I want to brand it all. And, like, separate from, like, I am the company that I own, you know, yeah. the Dom Root, the artist, and Dom Root, the music producer, you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And with the, you've brought up community a few times. Mm -hmm. Where does where does that drive come from? Because a lot of artists they just they just do the thing, right? right? Yeah. For the love of it, and that's fine too, or for money or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. But um, from going through the the website and going through the the pages, there's there's a real drive 
for that involvement with the yeah. community you talked about you know wanting to start something and get mm-hmm. the artists moving here like where does that come from uh that that primarily comes from my family uh, okay. they've just been supportive of anything i've ever tried to do you know what i'm saying successful or not successful yeah you know obviously we didn't have the money but it's just like anything i wanted to try there was a time where i was like making like beaded keychains selling them outside in front of the apartment complex as a kid you know i sold candy all through middle school and high school mm-hmm. um and that helped fund certain things and i played football pretty much all my life and in high school for four years straight we lost every game mm-hmm. my family would be at every game away or home cheering turning up you know what i'm saying like i didn't feel like i mean we lost obviously bad yeah. each week. <laughs> yeah. but like i still felt like no matter what it is that i do they got my back, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Football is a team sport, so I can't go and win anything by myself, you know what I'm saying? So just understand, it helped me just put life into perspective and understanding that a lot more people could benefit from like that same type of love and that same type of spirit. And you know, the thing that spoke to me most is during that time in my life, I was hiding wanting to be a musician. I was hiding wanting to be an artist. So once I became able to be that, you know, I wanted to also be a resource for other people who may have you know, either been hiding it or they're not, but they're just, trying to find their way they mm-hmm. need support they need some love they need a platform they need to just get in enough room so they can see well i can take this seriously you know yeah. so after a few open mics after a few video interviews or after a few x y and z's people start to begin uh, begin to look at themselves or their career and their path and like yo what can i do now to like get myself in the right foot you know there yeah. are people that i met before they hit our shows uh, the iron root events they were just like poets on paper it's like nah i ain't never yeah. performed before yeah. really. like i'm just like doing it, you know, but then fast forward three years, you know, they're either doing their own shows now or they're performing all over town. They got this whole mantra about themselves and they got a message that they want to portray now all because someone just said, yo, go, go for it, dude. Like, just try it. You never know. And then right. once you realize you do it and you get some good responses, you're like, yo, I can actually do this. Or even if you do it and you get some bad responses, you're like, yo, that wasn't my best. I can come back now. Mm-hmm. But it just takes that first step of like actually doing it. So that's kind of rooted in like what we do. It's really just being like a resource, some type of platform, um, and a representation of a lifestyle that people can like, you know, carry on and like pass on. Because essentially like, we all just need that tap on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. people, some people need a reality check too. It's like, yo, maybe you should be doing a different craft. But yeah. honestly, like, at the starting point, at least, it's like, yo, try it. Why the fuck not? You know, until you realize that this isn't for you, at least go for it, you know, and put forth the energy and allow whatever energy is coming out to like project and mm-hmm. surround yourself with people that support you uh, in a positive way, but also can offer constructive criticism. So that's kind of what, where we stand is like, we want to give people a platform, but we want to raise the bar of what it is too, you know what right. I'm saying? So that it's not just like, hey, any old body come here and just like fuck around. You know what I'm saying? If you're serious about like, wanting to do it you know Mm -hmm. we want to be that platform we want to be that space to like take it there and there'll be platforms that are a little more safer you know what i'm saying or braver in a way that you know just come out do what you do but then there'll be a little more competitive spaces where the tier of talent is just phenomenal you know what i'm saying so in terms of that we just want to be able to help in pretty much any level you know what i'm saying or at least be of service at any level of someone's artistic space yeah and that's I want I want to get into that. Can mm-hmm. you? I mean, you, you said a lot about it, but um, a little bit more about um, I am Root. That's mm-hmm. the name of the organization, yeah. the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you talk a little bit about starting? How did you even just go? I'm gonna start this thing mm-hmm. um, in an organized way, yeah. and and moving on and the the goals you have. Yeah. So it actually started while I was still in high school. Um, 
excuse me, it was a mantra more so than anything. So okay. I had young, got a tattoo, I am, and then root. Mm-hmm. And essentially for me, it was because like that's two years into going 0 and 10 every year football season. You know, mm-hmm. so football out the window. You know, so it's like yo, whatever you're hiding, that has to be what gets you out. It's like you know, I did love school, so I was always fairly good in school, got some decent grades. So I knew that, all right, college, go to college and then uh-huh. figure out whatever's next. You know, I was into film and like videos and uh, philosophy and I love writing and being creative, of course, music. So, you know, I just had the options in front of me and I just came up with this thing to help me kind of just get the message across to myself that in order for me to get out of whatever situation I'm in, it takes me, you know, I have to be the root and kind of just secure myself, create some type of foundation and just rely on myself, be assertive and take those steps to like making whatever it is happen. So that for me was just like, yo, get out of high school, get uh-huh. to college, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and build up. So kind of building up to that, had a couple jobs, use my uh, income tax money to like just get the financial paperwork to legitimize like the business side of things, paperwork stuff. And then man, we just started into a clothing brand. We used to print clothes with positive mantras or messages on them. I'm still a little bit of that today, but primarily that's where we were. And mm-hmm. then we were a resale unit, so sports teams like hatback, uh, snapback hats or whatever like that. We had the wholesale license, so we would just resale some of those primarily to just build capital, build some money so we can buy speakers, equipment, and stuff like that later on. Yeah. And at, during that time, I was at ASU and back and forth, you know, so I would go to Venice Beach whenever I'm in town, sell stuff out there, dresses, yeah. do like jewelry. I pretty much sold all types of stuff. Things that didn't even relate to Iron Root, but mainly for the hustle, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of get things right. And then, you know, my first and second year here at ASU, I met some other folks. Um, They became a part of the team and the family. Um, And then from there, we pretty much just grew and started doing shows and short films and Mm -hmm. just kind of just testing the waters creatively and then growing from there. So uh, Iron Root itself is like a two-part thing. We have an artist collective. So there's uh, seven artists that are part of the collective. Um, And then we have just the business side of things, the LLC, where we produce events and different other types of production um, things. Uh, We do have the blog as well, which is an extension of the collective. So it's for other individuals who write and contribute to the blog. And then some of the collective then will contribute to the blog. And it's not like it's labeled where anyone signed or like there's no deals going around or anything. But it's just pretty much a family underneath the message of, you know, we're pretty much here to inspire and kind of rest- and restore often admitted traditions. And what I mean by that is just patterns of behaviors, best practices, kind of mm-hmm. restoring that back into the community, getting people to become role players within the spaces that they are. You know, not everyone needs to dunk. Like, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We yeah. need perimeter shooters. We need people to play their roles in the community for it to thrive, you know? So um, that's kind of what we want to restore in the spaces that we are. It's just like, not necessarily beating that message over the head, but just kind of making that lifestyle more acceptable. You know, we don't, we don't want to do a show every weekend. But yeah. there's platforms here in Phoenix that do that. You know, mm-hmm. we want to come in. When we come in, sprinkle it here, offer this here, and kind of do what we do. And that, in terms of that, we're just playing our role where we are here in Phoenix um, until, obviously, we grow and we do other things. But um, in terms of that, mainly, like, our message has been uh, just to inspire, you know what I'm saying, and be a resource for each other, too. So with the collective, it's like, Say we're all out and about, doing whatever we're doing, you know, say one of us hits rock bottom. And for that mm-hmm. reason, we, they're not getting no work, no bookings, whatever it is. There's various different artists within our team. Shit, something, we could create something is kind of what I'm alluding to. So if yeah. everybody's at rock bottom, we can at least rely upon ourselves to like, yo, send me some beats, you know, somebody's right. a vocalist or, yo, I haven't had any 
you know, link up with any photographers and so on. If someone's a model, we can just, you know, work with each other to, like, help that creative process continue to go. You know, it's not like we are working on a compilation project or anything like that, but, you know, seven individuals working under one message and we're here for each other. Yeah. And that that's fucking beautiful. Like, usually, uh, at least in my experience, and maybe this is just, like, actors, but mm. everyone is just, is just out for themselves. Mm. And they're just... Uh, I don't need to help you because you'll maybe get in my way in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's pretty damn beautiful that yeah. y'all are just helping each other out yeah. um, with that. Uh, I really like with um, the blog, there'll be those uh, prompts put out. Oh, yeah, um, prompts. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm one of those people who's a, who's a poet on paper. Okay, um, yeah. And I, I've done it a few times at open mics, but I, yeah, it's, it's mainly on paper, but they do get stuck. And... I want to ask you what's what's your process when when you get stuck, whether it's in making music or mm-hmm. making poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you how do you get out of that? Uh, for poetry, I a lot of what I do, or at least what I coach others to do, whenever I'm helping, mm-hmm. um, is to just write anyways, dude. Even okay. if it sucks, man. Like, yeah. Um, and that's just it. I know it's gonna be tough. It's like oh, you know the cat hat. Like, <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? But yes. still, you know, you have to write through those moments because like. That's better than what, you know, that's better than nothing. And that's also better mm. than not doing it at all. You know, so it's like, um, sure, that may not be the best thing to get in. If you're, it's 11.59, something's due at 12 a.m. and you got writer's block, that's probably not going to help. You know, just right. write yeah, anything, yeah. you know. But taking a break sometimes does also help me just write through. I used to work with others on like, let's do 10-minute, you know, free rides where you just go nonstop about whatever. I woke mm-hmm. up this morning, started the car. Oh shoot! There was this in the car. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You just keep going. Don't stop to edit. Don't stop to cross nothing out. Just okay. finish the thought, you know, and just leave it there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what you can do is you can look at that and take bits and pieces, or you at least have direction to go somewhere else. Like oh, that's one part, and then just kind of just keep going. So just give yourself prompts, little things. Go on Google, find other writing prompts. Like these little techniques you can use to just kind of keep going and keep sharpening the tool because even when I make beats not every time I sit down at the keyboard something fire comes out uh-huh. like a lot of the times it doesn't you know but you have to work through those moments push more sounds um, play some instrumentals maybe you know for both sides if you're a producer you know and you're like man I'm in this rut listen to some tight beats or go listen to music you know you really just have to immerse yourself in the culture and then yeah. things kind of reflect back out to you you know if you've been cooped up in the house and you got blocked you have to go outside dude you have yeah. to go ride a bike, go to the lake, you know what I'm saying, interact with people because that's where the real work is done. Like as artists, as creators, you know, we reflect a lot of what we go through, a lot of what surrounds us. So if you're not going through anything, if you're not surrounded by anything, you might not have anything to say, you know what I'm saying? Or you might not know how to put it in perspective, but if you spend a couple hours at the bar, some drunk guy's been talking your ear off, that could be inspiration right there. You're just like, holy shit, dude. You're you're smashed. But (laughs) I I, can use this. there's something in here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's really what it's about. It's like if you're in a rut, you're not really in a rut. You just need to do something else, take a nap, take a break, move that mind onto something else, you know. Because, uh, or even one thing I also mention to people, and I know I'm jumping around, but it's like, say, if you are a poet, you know, but and you have yourself together and you're trying to work on your brand, your company, a lot of times that stuff will stress you out. Thinking mm-hmm. about website, this yeah. shows, all that stuff. So if you're in a space where you can't write, we'll just go back to doing some of the other stuff that you know you need to do for your business side mm. of things. You know what I'm saying? So that when you come back to that, 
deal with it then, but at least don't do nothing at all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You can't work on anything, but at least plot out new ideas. New, oh, I want to try this. I want to do poetry uh, outside of the Desert Botanical Gardens. Or like just come up with little concepts for yourself and then just kind of plot out your branding and you know the other sides of the business. And I feel like those things will just keep your mind busy enough to as to when, you know, so that when you come back around, you should be a little more refreshed or you can at least be productive with the time that you would have been wasting trying to write right. that out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I I bought your album the um, late night radio. Oh, yeah, yeah this that. yeah, and so <laughs> I was listening to it and uh which is I've learned now. I, I have a two-year-old son, okay. and um, I one of the things I've learned uh, when people ask, you know, what's the biggest change of being a parent and not being a parent? Mm-hmm. Uh, movies just take longer to watch. Mm-hmm. Album, like I, and so I'm listening to it, but he's talking, so I'm talking to him. But I'm listening to it, and then I'm making breakfast, and I'm listening to it, and so, and then so me and him and my wife were eating breakfast, and then he just goes. Again, 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 and it was um, it was one of the songs. Oh, nice. And then he was just pointing at the song again, and I said, mm-hmm. "All right." So we played it again. But one of the things that stuck out, and um, I like I like listening to albums over and over again because mm-hmm. there's always stuff you miss the first mm-hmm. time, the second yeah. time. Um, but what just instantly stood out was the music. Mm-hmm. It was just it was beautiful, and just the instruments, and oh, just you, how it's laid on top of each other, and yeah. um, and so can you walk? through a little bit of, of creating the album and the journey and it, it's I'm excited to listen to it again because mm-hmm. there's some albums where I go I listen and I go alright that was, that was cool right. but this one I'm I'm excited to, to re-listen oh, yeah. over and over but yeah if you can walk through it so for Late Night Man that was probably like a three I would say three year process yeah and that's mainly because I don't know man I just got into flunk like pits of like man I don't feel like it or I'm stuck or I have this you know, this identity crisis between, hey, I started this I Am Root LLC, this I Am Root events where uh, to a lot of community members, it's revered as like this nice thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not that it's not. I, I, I hope that people will believe that it is. But even still, I, the owner of it, you know, now that I'm, I've been doing my own artist thing, but now that I'm trying to carve out that identity, I want to make sure that it stands up against what I've created, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, this guy's great. He creates great events, all that. Check out his album. And it's like, Oh, you know, no. so it's yeah. like a lot of that pressure kind of weighed on me, even if it mattered or, you know, or not, it still had some type of effect, like on my mental, like in terms of like when I thought I was done versus actually being done. Because I've been done with that project a lot of times and I'm mm-hmm. just like, nah, not that version, a little more musical or, you know, I work with different artists, specifically Stone, um, who you'll hear yeah. featured on there a lot, Stone on sax. And I learned a lot working with artists like him because he's uh, musically trained. So he knows theory and a lot of that stuff. And I took lessons coming up on drums and guitar and keys, uh, but I never mastered it. You know what I'm saying? Because football and hiding that thing. And I was like, I didn't want to let that part of me grow. And I'm regretting it now because I would love to know all the stuff that I could have learned then and have that at my disposal now. But I'm just playing catch up. And with the guys that I'm able to work with, I'm able to pick up on things. Uh, and take music in a different direction whereas you know in a lot of hip hop or whatever we get loops of like a lot of stuff it's just like alright that's fire but you know um, for me to try to make it musical try to add changes you know I'm still limited like I can only play what I can play but I'm a lot more explorative now you know Mm -hmm. given working with cats like that uh, even Ashton or like the Color 8 band just being around them and running sound for them on First Fridays like that experience also just kind of gave me the it's like alright I'm personally you know I don't I'm a creative music artist. Like I rap, 
do poetry, but yeah. it's not like I'm trying to be like the top dog in those settings. I might get music for me. So I'm trying to make sure one, that I get my message across, you know, but two, that it's like digestible enough for, let's say even you to enjoy the little one, like, you know, so yeah. that's dope to hear. And then also on the flip side of that, I'm hoping that other artists and musical uh, like producers or whomever that are looking to collaborate and work can listen to that and be like, yo, I can use some of that on what I got going. Because mm-hmm. like, that's really where my heart is. I'm a root to the tree. I'm not the branches. You know what I'm saying? I want to be yeah. behind the scenes, helping with production, helping with the writing, mixing, mastering of records, you know, in, in songs. Uh, but I like to, I'm a poet. I like to speak. So it's hard to yeah. like say that I really want to be behind the scenes and, you know, not put anything out because I, I do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not hiding myself, but I'm kind of using that part of like my ability to mm-hmm. attract people to like want to work with me. It's like, yo, I'm putting out this shit for me. But like, if you need some stuff, or if you like are working on stuff, or want to feature, or want to collaborate, I'm open to that. So like, a lot of what late night became was like, yo, let me show people what I can kind of finesse and do. That's why yeah. I try to go with the radio approach and come in with like some interviews and just try to make it a bit different and not try too hard in any direction. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make the hardest rap album or this isn't a neo right. soul or all poetry thing. This is just like a compilation, like a playlist of like kind of vibes that I'm in and just embodying that whole late night atmosphere that I was going for. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was it was incredible to just hear how each one went into the other one. Mm-hmm. And um I I could tell at least that there was a lot of thought put into each one mm-hmm. and how it was um, all just put together yeah. as a as a package mm-hmm. as an album. Where does that again? It's it's crazy because a lot of the artists I know are just like me, me, me. But mm-hmm. you, it's amazing how motivated you are to to push others mm-hmm. as or lift them with you yeah. as well. Um, does that come from? Your mom, your grandma, um, other things Probably, like where? Yeah, where, it's, it's that's still awesome, rooted man. in family. Got to be like my yeah. grandmother. She, 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 and my mother. Uh, different sides of the family. So it's my grandmother on my father's side and my okay. mother. Um, they both they know each other obviously, but they embody it so well. Um, mm. Like my grandmother has always been one to take people in. Like you know, mm. if something's going on in the streets or family issues, like people can go to my grandma's house. Like same thing with my mom. Like no matter if it's on my dad's side of the family or one of my friends in high school, like, you know, it wasn't just anybody, but if if it was for real, you know, they were always open to like, yo, like, it's not about us. Like no matter how much we don't have or how much we yeah. do have, it's about what we can split up. And like, it's way more fun to me also. It's like, even though we're struggling, like eating whatever we're eating, at least mm-hmm. I got my homie over here. We're yeah. playing video games. Like in the moment, it was hella fun. You know, yeah. I may not have known the financial part of it being a child, but I saw that she was willing to help this person in their time of need getting kicked out the house or whatever it was. And it was just fun. So, I, you know, maybe that's not directly associated with, but I still get that same energy. It's like, if I make it, I don't want to be there by myself. That's right. boring as fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm still just probably going to do the same things, music, video games or whatever, but it's like, at least I'm a part of so many different people's success stories. It's just like these different people all are going to go different places in life. You as well. It's just like, you know, how long have you been doing podcasts? Uh, two years. Two years, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So in the scheme of business, like you're still in the early phases yeah. of it, you know, yeah. so I'm one of the early interviews and this is more of me doing what I would like to do as well, which is be a part of the success stories of so many different people. And it got to be family, you know, as yeah. to why, because... A lot of times I don't ask for fee. Most of the time there's no fee associated with anything, you know what I'm saying, because I'm in the space of learning. Like, 
me working with an artist and not working with an artist, if the only thing that's like preventing that is a dollar sign, then I'm limiting myself from learning, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And also collaborating with someone that could potentially like, you know, not, I'm not saying take my career to the next level, but allow me to learn more about different personality traits. Like in football and sports or whatever you do, you need repetition. You need constant practice at what you do. Mm -hmm. But if I'm sitting there putting up my, my price sheet and it's like, yo, you know, if you do don't that. got my minimum, yeah. then nothing. It's like if I start out like that, you know what I'm saying, then that's problematic. Obviously, if I get to a space where I'm in high demand, right. price sheet is necessary to kind of filter out some things. But in the early phases, you know, you just have dialogue. Yo, is this a collaboration? You want one of my beats, your verse? That looks like collaboration to me. Let's do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if it's like, yo, I found this beat off YouTube, can you record me? Not so much collaboration. Yeah. Like, that's a service, yeah. you know? So just having those conversations and being able to distinguish straight up, like, what this is also is a part of it, too. You know, with the, with the friends or artists that I work with, as long as we're clear about what's going on, I can move a little more peacefully knowing what's up, you know? I've worked yeah. with a lot of people, and now a lot of music has come out. So I set new goals. It's like, yeah. I got to work with people who have intentions on putting things out, you know, because though it's beautiful, it still puts me in situations like, Late Night is the only project with my beats. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When you think about it, it's like there's only one other or two other artists who have music out to my beats. But mm-hmm. I've worked, I've been making beats since I was 11. Yeah. So that's 16 years. And I have beats out to my music. One other person has beats out to my music. Yeah. And a couple of people are coming out the pipeline. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So for me, at least, I'm just recognizing the real in my situation. It's mm-hmm. like I collaborate a lot. I work a lot for free with others and stuff like that. And it's been a great learning experience, you know, but what's been unfortunate is that a lot of stuff has made it out for whatever reason. But most of it is like when I make a beat, it's, it's on the artist now. Like, yo, yeah. it's you. I'm not going to force you. If you like it for the project, use it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want it to be like them on my beat featuring me. It's like, yo, I want this to just be you, you know, so not right. every body looks at the work that I create as something that has to have down root on it you know mm-hmm. it's like I can make a beat and just give it to somebody they don't have yeah. to have my hook or my feature or anything like that so I'm still learning to navigate the space because I want to be collaborative but now I just want to be more like directional about that collaboration making sure that I'm working with people and we're getting things out yeah. so we can get the public's opinion on it and be able to hey alright that didn't work so well this and that you know versus you know here and there we try it out at some shows or whatever but you know just setting goals and trying to like reach them is more so where it's at now but i'm still in the space of like yo let's work let's build because honestly i get the most enjoyment out of like collaboration yeah what are some of the in moving to phoenix and and i'm i'm born and raised here okay. and uh i hear the like the biggest uh, when people take a shit on phoenix is that uh a lot of the arts is either LA, Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. um, all these other cities. And I've noticed in the past uh, few years, maybe even 10 years, is th- it's booming. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been pretty cool. What, what challenges have you faced you know, from 2010 um, in getting the community? Was there hesitancy of just like, we're not really artists here in Phoenix? Or mm-hmm. was, there, was there a want to do it? Um, I kind of took a side door uh, okay. in that I went to ASU. Mm-hmm. And then I also worked with another member of the collective, uh, Zill, who's a producer and music artist as well. But he had a separate thing going, which was Club 1044. And it mm-hmm. started off as like house parties. And then we moved on to renting out club spaces and venues here and there. And, you know, it's just like party atmosphere. Yeah. So we kind of, I kind of use my stake 
like in that environment on that team okay. to like usher in this wave of like yo art is dope too yeah. you know to the to the, the college crowd yeah. at least where we were in Tempe kind of doing stuff there it, it just worked well because like some of the people that spilled over from our club nights would pull up to uh, our open mic situations that we were creating very early on just speakers and sticks outside Rocky Point I'm not sorry not Rocky Point uh, Makayos uh, in Tempe oh, yeah. uh, we did a few there back in like 2013 or 14 and it worked because a lot of people came through and we made it all dressy and upscale so like yeah. people got to get fly and just like be themselves still because we got the same DJ from the nightclub environment so he's playing top 40 stuff and bangers and people still can feel like yeah. super lit but they look real good you know and then we use the media from that footage and stuff to kind of pitch it back like hey guys like this is what we have going on and we start to meet other people in the community uh couple like truth be told and like cosmic yeah. cadence they came through to a couple of our earlier shows back before they you know well, no truth were probably doing events but maybe q wasn't you know uh but he was like performing at other shows he had did our show uh and then things really just started to like kind of pick up and for us at least i started to grow outside of 10b like yeah. i started to connect with people like truth and q who then had other connections like rooted in phoenix phoenix you know because i'm yeah. only here it kind of got difficult for the business because it was like, yo, we could only pop off when school's in session. You oh, know? Yeah. So one of our learning points was like, let's get, you know, anchored in Phoenix as well so that it's not predicated on students because when this group graduates, <laughs> when I graduate, it could uh -huh. all be over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that's all that we're about unless we keep reinventing ourselves through the school. So, um, yeah. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting start, I would say, but a lot of it really just came from being able to use the like limelight of like the party environment mm -hmm. and then bring that to the art scene. Um, we mainly started off doing like poetry and stuff like that. And we have visual artists come out, maybe one or two vocalists, but, um, and then it probably was like three or four years later, we started doing like more hip hop artists and kind of inviting that because what I also notice is even right now clubs or like venues for parties, they also associate some sorry, they also associated that a lot with like rap shows and like hip hop shows, which okay. at that time had a negative connotation for yeah. I don't know, gun violence or violence in general, just like at these venues. So places were just not giving us opportunities. So we had to in my mind, like let's dress it up, make it about poetry and soul music, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sneak in the same DJ, you know, uh -huh. so we just kinda had to dress this thing up to get into certain spaces for a while. Um, so that played a part in it too. It's just um, it took a while to get the community, I guess the the gatekeepers of the community, which would be the venues, to kind of mm -hmm. see us as more than just like somebody that can fuck this place up in a negative way. Right, it's like right. yo, there's benefits to what we have. We're young, but we're also like really trying to put on a platform and like provide. And so a lot of just kind of rubbing shoulders and making yeah, people yeah. like comfortable and shit early on was most of it. But I did hear the talks of like people saying like, "Oh, Phoenix don't support each other, and yeah. you know, artists don't do that, and so on." But in my experience, man, that's just been talk. Like well, anybody awesome. that I've had a conversation with and that was serious about it, you know, we made stuff happen. You know, mm -hmm. they come to my shows, I pull up wherever, share pictures. So I'm sure that does exist, you know. But like to like do a hasty generalization and say, "Oh, like yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't apply," you know, in my experience at least. Like if you put forth the energy. You know, either that person's gonna match it or, or not. You know what I'm saying? But it's pretty odd. Like, you know, if like you hit me up for this interview and you did all the work to prepare for it, and then when you emailed me yesterday, I didn't say anything. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that like that's the kind of shit people are talking about. Uh -huh. It's like you come through on your end, even if I couldn't. It's like communicate with someone. Yo, this is what's going on. Let's get back on this day or whatever yeah. the case may be. So, you know, it's just 
not allowing people to kind of create that narrative for you and just experience it for yourself. Go out yeah. and meet people, talk to people, and then you'll realize, like, we're all saying, not we're all, because I'm doing it, but, like, people are saying things that aren't true because maybe of a few experiences they had or something. Right. Um, can you share a few musical inspirations mm-hmm. um, that kind of mold who you are and your mm-hmm. musical identity? Or even your poetry, too. Yeah. Um, man, I'm still navigating that, dude. Okay. But I know for sure, like, Lauren Hill, uh, listen to a lot of music, Soul Child, um, and then Anderson Pack, um, as like a more recent artist, um, yeah. Kendrick Lamar, um, I mean, I'm, in, I'm inspired by a lot of artists, but like yeah. in terms of like for my musical sound or like for content that I'm like creating, the, you know, those names ring true for me. Um, I feel like there was one that was right there before I said that last little tangent <laughs> that I could have mentioned. Um, but yeah, yeah, pretty much those artists, obviously Pac, you know, was like more so an inspiration just in general as like a human being, being yeah. able to like speak um, from a place of like, Realness, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm still in a yeah. space where I want to get there. As like I have stories, but like I also have to live my real life still. Like I work, I work a regular job, so it's like as much as I want to like, like you know, exert in that direction. I just want to be, I guess, tactical about it in a sense of like I'm not just going on here telling a story just because I want sympathy or right. just because I want like clicks or views or people to know my story right away um, because mostly I'm not like a talkative person I'm chill in any setting that like people will see me in this is probably the most like in one on one settings yeah. that I like really ramble or like talk the most um, and that's just because I get the, the focus you know what I'm saying a lot of times I don't want to be in the room and be like the shiniest star it's like this dude's story is probably a little more interesting to me, you know? Okay. But, like, when I give my art or when I'm in a one-on-one setting, like, through my music, through my poetry, is where I want to be able to explicate that. But I want to do it in a way that works, like, for the music. It still wants to sound musical and not, like, here, guys, my life is all of this. Like, yeah. I'm trying to, like, figure that out. And I feel like people like Kendrick or, you know, like, these artists, they're using where they come from or the space around them to be able to reflect, like, their personality, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know if that's you and like different pitch tones in my voice and inflections like so that people can feel like this is the angry part of the poem you know know, I'm feeling joyful now happy like you know so you're really using my voice um, with the words to get the message across yeah with with writing poetry um, has there ever been times where you just could not finish a piece and and then if, if you feel comfortable what what were some of those reasons why could you just not finish it? Did yeah. Well, mostly I write in like Google Docs, so okay. I'll have like every season um, I'll have a Google Doc, and it'll just be whatever I come up with. So anytime I feel like writing, I'll go to that Google Doc, or even if I wrote on paper, I'll transcribe it back to the okay. Google Doc, so it's there. Um, and some of the time it's like lack of motivation, where it's like all right, I'm running with an idea, and then maybe I pause for that day, come back. And I'm reading it and I'm just like, like this whole thing is like a great attempt, but I'm not actually like hitting like mm. the mark. So I'll just move on from it. Okay. And, Cause it's like not everyone needs life 
You know, in yeah. that way, a lot of it is stepping stones to the poem you're trying to get to. Mm. So I can just rip shit from that now that I know I'm not using it. It's like, oh, that did work though. Or, and feel yeah. like this way, use it. So there, the ones that I really don't finish are ones that probably got adopted into another one. Mm. Um, or I just, just genuinely moved on from them because they were a stretch or I was feeling some kind of way that day and I started to like write like this, you know what I'm saying? Or if I'm ever in my comfort zone, uh, it's probably when I was like early on, I would do like a lot of love poems and a lot of like like these like love enthusiast type of things you know but which i felt was like a little easy for me because i grew up raised by all women mm -hmm. uh, most of them were single women so i'm just like writing in that mystery god that each of these women that raised me could have yeah. used you know so and um so now when i'm in a space of writing and i fall into that sappy stuff uh not that it's bad but it's just like because of my background in writing, I'm trying to evolve it into something else. So a lot of like the love stuff that I write, I'll just like tap out of because I'm like, man, I'm falling back into that writing style that yeah. I'm comfortable with. Um, but I want something else about my story to be told. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In terms of like, yo, you know, sure it could be how I came up, but like, like how my mind was operating during that time period of like, you know, even if it's if I'm talking about football, like going on forty, like when you really thought football was your life, like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or you go to a school where there's like riots every week between black and brown people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then there's like Polynesians and it's just like navigating that space of like I really don't have anything against Hispanics. Like, you know what I'm saying? But because of where our school is and then the borders of that school, it was weird seeing like Bloods and Crips like team up just to fight some Hispanic people. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? because of whatever is going on in like the climate of things so just mm -hmm. like even that experience i would love to be able to convey like you know like like in a good way on paper for a poem or like in my music i would love to be able to tell those stories and how i felt during those times um and i'm just like growing and evolving into like being able to like phase that into it and actually write those pieces that i could say all right i'm ready for that one like Sure, I can share the stories, but it's tough to make them creative. It's like, yeah. that shit actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So for me to put flowery language in certain things, it's like, how do I, how do, I do it? Because like when I'm doing my motivational poems, it's like, you know, love, lie, lazily, me and my comforter. So sometimes I'll put like little runs that, you know, may not have any actual context because love can't lay on a comforter. But it's like that's as much as I'll do like in, yeah. in terms of like distant images for people to, to attach to mostly it's like went to a school riots like you know so it's like trying to make that but not also feed into like overdoing it I guess in the climate that we live in it's just like we all hear stories about like tragedy and yeah. these things that kind of emit omit trauma you know onto people by listening to us oh, that just makes me sad yeah. you know and it's just like but that's my reality and that's a story that I would like to tell but you know just finding the right times and all of that stuff I guess to like you know get that in there yeah and so um, I'm root right is, is having an event tomorrow yeah uh, do you want to talk a little bit about mm -hmm. I'm, I'm posting this today so, okay. so, so yeah for uh, sure yeah man I'm really excited for this one dude because like this has been a rough year <laughs> a rough year for me for the brand okay. but I feel like as we get close to the fourth quarter uh, and closing out this year like a strong goal for us is just to finish strong and we mm -hmm. want to relay that message to the community in case anybody else out there is like stressed or say we had a whole bunch of goals in the first quarter January through April or whatever and we were supposed to get this and this and this done and now we're here in October and some of that stuff isn't done we're just trying to get people geared up to really just 
like finish strong, knock those goals out if possible. Otherwise, just situate yourself to get ready for the top of the you know the next year. Um, so refresh is a painting sip and it's a live music showcase. So we got Christine Hunter. She's gonna be teaching a painting class and people can come through paint. We're gonna be at Adventure Steels. So mm -hmm. it is a local distillery in Tempe. Uh, one of uh, so one of the few distilleries here in Tempe or here in Arizona that makes their own like craft whiskey, yeah. rum, gin, uh, all the different drinks there on site. So we'll be in the tasting room for the paint class and the performance. There'll be games and like networking and just kind of more so just people taking a load off, relaxing. We'll have some food trucks out there and stuff too. Just really like a social environment um, and like an intimate setting for people just to chill, listen to good music, a couple of performances. Uh, and we'll have a follow-up to that one, November 14th. We're doing art and oh, stills. Cool. So less yeah. performance-based, but more on that, we're like, emphasizing on the socializing part of it. On okay. November 14th, same place. Uh, but they'll have, there'll be art vendors there, so painters and stuff set up, board games, music, drinks, and we're just going to chill. Um, should be some food as well. But more so just like as we usher in this end of the year, man, we just want to help people take a load off and like, just enjoy each other's company, artists, non-artists, whoever you are. I feel like just getting out in the community, engaging, talking, being around art or surrounding yourself, you know, with other people who are involved in maybe things you want to get involved in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like giving people those extra opportunities to make connections before we get into holiday season. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah. all busy getting uh -huh. gifts and, you know, it's, it's yeah. wild. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, my wife and I are going tomorrow. And okay. so um, oh, yeah. we're, we're fucking excited. And then so then. I didn't know they they um, made their own uh, whiskey and rum. Yeah, and I was right like, well, cool. I'll I'll drink and cry while right. I paint. <laughs> and um, so yeah, no, we're we're super excited, and I'm glad we finally. And it, it's a great idea, right? To, to just refresh, mm -hmm. right? I I don't. Life is just always happening, it's and, going, man. and we're on our screens, and we're always doing stuff, but. Um, Taking that mental break, that that self care to just hang out, and then even on top of that, network with other artists or other people mm -hmm. who might have the same goals as you do in the community. Mm -hmm. I think is just that's that's just a beautiful thing. So we're we're super excited. Oh yeah, man. yeah, I'm to, excited oh, to have yeah. You guys. So yeah, it should be a great time, man. We're just looking to do more of that with any event that we do or anything that we have coming up. Like our goal is to be directional about how we want people to feel afterwards. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about the art experience itself. Yeah. You know, it's not that art is whacking Phoenix, but we just need to have better art experiences. Things yeah. that ring true for where we are. Things that motivate us to get out the house. Sometimes mm -hmm. if you see a flyer and it doesn't motivate you to get out the house and go do something, then, you know, whomever's producing, whoever's, you know, creating these things for us to go enjoy, we just need to be aware of that and how to you know, speak to what people need. Um, and I'm hoping this is something, you know, as yeah. we go forward, it's just finding ways to help people deal with life and offering them an artistic route to like, ah, oh, it's been a long week. Yeah. Let's go do art. Yeah. Like, you know, versus it's been a long week. I'm going to grab a Corona and watch Netflix. It's right. Just yeah. Like, you know, go outside. It's like, and experience that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And so I usually end with a uh, little more random questions. Mm -hmm. um, and then that that's pretty much it. Okay. What is the... What's the most surprising self-realization you've had? Most surprising? Um, that probably I'm not half as prepared as I thought I was. Like, I'm doing well. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I used to hype myself up. Like, you know, I got this. Like, whatever it is, like, in terms of running a business or, like, doing all these things. Uh, but no, I, I, I get overwhelmed. I'm human. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? For a while, I thought of myself as a superhuman because of, like, 
all that I aspired to be and then all that I was actually able to do, I was like, yo, if I keep this up, like, something good can happen. And it's something, you know, it's just going. But that was a surprising realization that I was like, yo, I need to prep a little more and rest and, yeah. you know, manage my time a bit more. I just can't fly off the handle and do anything for anybody. Oh, yeah, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. It's like, relax, bro. Like, and just just schedule things out uh-huh. get a dry erase board like do really regular shit to organize what you have going on yeah uh, what are you addicted to staying busy or working I gotta yeah, do man. something dude uh, if I'm not I feel antsy I feel like a failure I'm like, the exact <laughs> same way yeah yeah, yeah. when we're uh, when my wife and I are just relaxing I feel weird I like I, I have to do something this thing for two hours, two hours, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Yep. Even that's how we found Adventurous Steals. My girlfriend, for my birthday, took me there for a drink tasting. You know, oh, so nice. I was just there to learn about the space, and I just heard the owner say a few words that triggered, like, my event planner brain, and then it immediately... I didn't turn the night into that, but I at least got the opportunity to exchange contacts, and as soon as I could, you know, I cycled back with them to be able to talk more about this opportunity for like doing a refresh and some future events with them so like even on the night where I'm supposed to be relaxing like my brain is just in a space of like yo this could be great for us babe (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know yeah that's and it doesn't turn off (laughs) it doesn't so it's just like yeah staying busy dude it's like I can't stop yeah um you brought up movies what what are some movies that have just just stuck with you um throughout time or even just a recent one uh, movies that have stuck with me throughout time. I say this all the time, and maybe I don't have the best answer for why, but Black Swan uh, was a movie definitely yeah. that, like, anytime people ask me like, what your favorite movie is or what whatever is, that wouldn't always stands out. I wouldn't, like, pit it against this because it's funny or, like, you know, anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know how certain things kind of spoke to me about the journey of that uh, did. Um, and then, like, all types of stuff. I watch a, a lot... Uh, you, well, I used to watch a lot of movies, but about now it's like a couple of TV shows I try to watch on Netflix whenever I'm like spending quality time with my lady. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll that'll probably be, I'll leave it on yeah. Black Swan. Cool. It's probably gonna be an odd one for people, but yeah. yeah. Uh, where do you feel most out of place? Uh, in large crowds. Oh yeah. Yeah. In large crowds. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, oh, shit. Back against my wall. There's hella people around, like, touching my pockets. Like, you know, I don't know. I just like, it's just a bit too much. Or more so when that attention is focused on me, too. Oh, really? It's like, if I'm the center of focus in a large crowd, I'm like, yo, I feel out of place. I don't know why. As a performer, too, it's like, you would feel right up, right at home, you know? But that's just something that maybe I have to get over. um, Just because of, like, and that's kind of what I mean about prepared when I said like that was surprising for me it's cause like that's crazy I would think I want to do all this stuff and then when I get on stage I was like fuck alright uh, <laughs> I just gotta find the mode get into it and deliver the piece and like go but like myself in between pieces it's just like all over the place like I got you know it's like I got my pieces in between but like my personality you know, that doesn't necessarily come through in between where it's like, all right, that poem's over. So what y'all do this weekend, y'all? Like, you know, just kind of yeah. being that, oh, let's relax a bit, talk to him a bit, and then go into the next one. It's just like, I just feel so, all right, guys, so I'm just get to the next one. Like, even if it's my show that I'm putting on, like, I oh, still be up there, like, you know, just a bit nervous. So, you know, that's probably why I don't host our shows. Like, I just stay away from hosting, and okay. when it's time for me to perform, I get up there, I do my thing, 
I try to be a little more conscious about that personality thing in the beginning. Um, watch a little bit of the footage, you know, like game film type of deal, and just kind of grow with that. But um, yeah, beyond that, Walmart. Yeah, you no, know, oh, just yeah. as an actual place. I <laughs> yeah, personally don't like going to Walmart. I don't either. It just yeah, my anxiety and anger just kick up. Yeah, and then as soon like, as I walk out, I'm fine again. Yeah, it's some like, weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what job would you be terrible at? Uh, a job that I actually was terrible at was uh, I don't know what it would be called, but I worked at Old Navy as like a sales rep. Oh but yeah, yeah. Whoever folds the clothes and have to put them back. Yeah. I cannot fold clothes, dude. Like it's just not my thing. Uh, yeah. Well, in a way that needs to be perfect. I can yeah. fold clothes for me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Exactly. But I can't fold clothes in that way, and I just I never got it. It wasn't something that I enjoyed, but yeah. Yeah, I worked at uh, Anchor Blue, and I actually <laughs> liked folding clothes. Oh really? <laughs> but the thing I didn't like was when like my manager would tell me, "Hey, you need to try to to sell more stuff with whatever they get." So oh. if they're buying jeans recommend a shirt or mm, whatever yeah. whatever it is i said i'm not, I'm not gonna if they fucking like want jeans then i why am i don't why am i doing this right and i just turn to a that's, stylist yeah so that, that's just yeah exactly that's just weird so that's i i do that uh and then the last one um what smell reminds you of your childhood um i would probably say peach cobbler like if i smell some peach cobbler it would make mm-hmm. me think of like my childhood my grandma uh, she always like ran a baked goods hustle, you know, okay. cooking up cakes and cobblers and pies and stuff like that. So, yeah, I can that smell it now. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, where can people find more more information on you on the blog on the yeah. the company? Yeah, for pretty much anything me or anything I am root, uh, we got the website iamrootco.com. Um, for me, you could just add forward slash Dom Root, mm-hmm. and it'll be links to my social media page, my Spotify, and all of that. But otherwise, you could just have some fun on the site. Check out uh, the blog. The Rooted Minds blog is on there. Yeah. Um, we have our writing prompts, so you can submit to our whatever prompt is going on that week. Um, if we have a poetry contest actively going on, uh, then you'll be able to hear about whatever poetry contest is going on and how to submit for that. Uh, we have a productions page, so you can see some of those old short films that we put out or any videos oh, nice. that we're constantly churning out. Yeah. You can find those on there, too. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, no, I really, you, really man. appreciate this, yeah. man. Thank you. Looking forward to it. It's not about us. Like, no matter how much we don't have or how much we do have, it's about what we can split up.